from Palma de Mallorca to the global super yacht community. Super Yacht Radio. And welcome to another edition of The Geek Show, brought to you by Access Marine, where we have myself, Dave, and Marcos talking about geeky things. Things that geeks talk about. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Where, every, where are you? You're in Brazil today. Yes, I'm in Brazil, actually in a, in a state called Bahia. So away from your, your, your grime and hustle of Rio de Janeiro. Where is that? North, south, east, beautiful, west? Beautiful place. On the coast, where? If you, no, it's actually inland. Uh, if you go, if you go west, uh, it's kind of like southwest from Salvador, which is on the east coast. Uh, if you go southwest from Salvador, about an hour's flights or just under, then then you hit where I am now. Okay. Yeah, a place called Vitoria da Conquista. So I'm here just uh, temporarily. Um, we'll be going to Salvador within a couple of pumps. Fantastic! I, I envy you. A part of the world I've always wanted to go and see. Um, today we are going to talk, we're going to kick off with uh, some antenna talk. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> looking forward to it, and thanks for being on your, thanks for inviting me on your show again, Dave. Well, it's, it's Access Marine show, and you're Access Marine, so you're always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so let's, let's crack on with the antennas then. Okay, when I, st- when I kicked into this, uh, this world of uh, super yachts and, um, and communications, it was all really just KU band uh, resale, and even at that stage, it was quite new. But the market's changed dramatically since um, since then, and we have KA, we've got flat panels. Uh, tell me, what's the, what have the innovations been in the last few years over antennas, and and what's the um, what's the difference between them? Is that a big the question? That's a big question, isn't it? It's a big, big, big question. That's going to, that's going to be a long response, yeah, I think. Though. It's one of those ones uh, where I thought about afterwards. Uh, <laughs> one of those yeah. questions that I yeah, thought... Yeah, this is just an, hour, it's just an hour show, yeah? Yeah, it kind of came out, and I was like, I'm going to say, that's a lot to ask for the guy. But, uh, <laughs> but he's up to the challenge. So, yeah, yeah tell get, me... If get your popcorn ready. So, K- KU, the traditional that, that most captains um, and possibly crew are familiar with... Um, What's been happening? Yeah, KU band came came out well exactly. I don't know, but let's say maybe 15, 20 years ago mm-hmm. is when it really kicked off in the marine industry. Uh, and basically, that's that's using the geostationary satellites for internet connection and also satellite TV services. So it uses a, a specific frequency called the Kurtz under frequency. Oh, that's uh, what KU means. That's what K- KU means, yeah. And KA, if, if KU is Kurtz under, KA is... Kurtz after. Aardvark. Oh, <laughs> Kurtz above. Kurtz above. above. Yeah, and in between you have uh, just K, which is... In the middle. Kurtz. Yeah, just, just Kurtz. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, interesting fact for you there. I, yeah, I didn't know any of that. I'm, I'm humbled. Yeah. So, uh, next question. That that was a real geek <laughs> answer, actually. No, no I mean, as long I've been Super doing geek. this for fifteen bloody years, nobody and nobody has ever mentioned that to me before. Two minutes talking with you about it, I'm learning about Kurtz and his unders and aboves. Why not over? Yeah. Why is it a KO, not KA? Whoever whoever came up with these with these uh, with this terminology, uh, I don't agree with. Well, you know, it doesn't sound very. If but. one if one is under, you would have thought they'd go over. That is true, yeah. 
but it's under the frequency band of K, and it's above the frequency band of K. Ah, so okay. I think that's where it comes from. Okay, okay, you got me again. You're, you're, you're flying hot today. Yeah, that's great, eh? I think I had, a, I had a couple of coffees before the show, so <laughs> I'm raring to go. Of course, you're in Brazil. Is the, is the coffee there better than you'd get in Europe? Because you always hear of French coffee. I mean, a nation that actually doesn't grow coffee gets attributed with the best coffee. That and Italian. Yeah, what? do you know why? Because it's all imported from Brazil. But I was going to ask you, so your, your average yeah, cup of coffee there is, is good? Uh, actually, the way they have their coffee here is they, they put about 10 spoonfuls of sugar in it, probably to hide the fact that it tastes awful. Uh, actually, what I've been told is that they actually export all the good coffee, and the mediocre to not very good coffee is left for the locals. I see that a lot. It's not just uh, coffee. You see that in agriculture as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure in Ireland we export our best potatoes because the ones I tend to get there were... Well, anyway. Uh, back to KO yeah, I and KO. I'll I think I'll have to import the good Brazilian coffee back from Europe back again. I'll send you, I'll send you a care pack. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I don't laugh because um, I'm doing the same. I'm getting tea bags sent to me from Ireland yeah. because the Irish tea bags for me are the, the, the best you can get. So I have to import tea from Ireland, which again is not a tea growing country. Um, mm. So I'm sure. I'll tea bag if you want, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about KO and KA. <laughs> the KO, KU, KA. Yeah, so so K, KU band been, has been out for for quite a long time. But the problem is, is that the, the bandwidth is so clogged up now. It's so congested that uh, even with the high throughput satellites and the, the newer technologies they have, you're still really lacking in internet speed compared to uh, compared to what the internet actually demands, you know, every year yep. the internet gets more um, data heavy, especially especially with social media, because I, I would see that in a lot of boats where <coughs> it was actually um, upload that was killing the networks. People uploading yeah, their correct. photographs and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, correct. Yeah, really yeah it's crazy. It. Um, and you know, upload upload also affects download from a, from a local remote point of view. Um, mm -hmm. Upload is very it's very uh, underestimated how important it is. Well, if if I can't type in Google, what is this? That has to upload for Google to then go. Ah, here's your answer. Download. So if exactly. my upload is is clogged, I can't get traffic to a web address or to a Google thing or whatever. Then the internet rabbit ears here in the studio um, ain't going to know what I want, so it's not going to give me anything. So eventually, it kills it. Yeah, well, actually, I think what happens is it actually queues up. So if the upload is completely clogged, any, any all of the download requests, they will, they will then queue up until, um, until the upload is unclogged. Uh, then the request goes through, and then the download comes through afterwards. And if it's, if it's delayed by a certain amount of time, I'm not sure what the uh, what the packet time is. It, it will just drop the packet completely. So, and in the world of VSAT communications, your up upload is always lower than your download. Not unless mm. you pay for a specific uh, a set package. What do they call like a SEPC package, where you're given a dedicated amount of bandwidth for upload and download. Uh, that's your speed. For example, three meg up, three meg down, uh, mm. and then and then. Then you can manage what's happening on board. That's on board it. Your boat a lot easier. You're talking about a dedicated service. 
a dedicated service, yeah. yeah. Because the technologies out there vary on, on shared services, but a quite common one is what they call TDMA, time mm-hmm. division, multiple access. And so you're given time slots uh, along with, with other with other bots, uh, in a specific group of or a pool of, let's say, 10 clients. Mm-hmm. That's why you get contention ratios 1 to 10, for example. So that... Uh, if, if, if the, for example, 10 clients are all online at the same time, you're given 10%. The 10% of the speed goes to you. Mm-hmm. And it goes to you in time slots. So you're, so you're, you're, you're buying a, let's say, you're buying a 10 meg contended service uh, contention ratio of 10 to 1. Then if all the people come onto that service, you're down from 10 meg down to 1 meg. Correct. Now, now there are there have been uh, weird and wonderful ways of trying to, to make this better. So rather than being in a pool of, let's say, the same 10 people or the same 10 clients, why, why not move people? Why not move more clients from one pool to another? So if one pool is, con- is congested, but another pool sits, you know, uncongested, then, OK, well, this per- this person here on this pool is is uh, requiring a lot of internet bandwidth but he can't because it's clogged up on his pool of clients let's move him to another pool of clients which is uh, not congested okay. so they, they 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 mix and match pools can they of do clients that? around can they do that in real time yeah or? yeah they do they, yeah. they have they have technology there at the knocks that that can swap them swap them around there's boffins at the knock hey uh-huh. so anyway, so we yeah. um so you KU the under what was it kelvin no wasn't Kelvin? What was it? Kurtz. 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 That's the guy. Yeah. And KA though offers you much thicker bandwidth. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. Exactly. So let's say let's say the K the KU band is is congested. Uh, so it's it becoming it becomes expensive with with less frequency bandwidth available. What is available becomes expensive. That's mm-hmm. why that's why VSAT. Well, of course you've got the you know the running costs of the knocks you know. The, the rental through the satellites themselves, the operators themselves, this all adds cost. But what gives it really high prices is the fact that it's very congested. Now, KA uses a frequency band much higher. So it's a huge frequency bandwidth that's relatively unused, therefore can be given at better prices uh, and, and higher speeds as well. So, so for example... And I think it's quite kind of a new newer technology because you have the big players out there, uh, in Marsat being the biggest because they have a global network of KA satellites uh, mm-hmm. that's currently being widely used in the commercial industry. Yeah, they're making uh, a, they're making a big push into the market lately. I've noticed. Um, correct. Yeah. They've um, and they've been running out. Of, yeah, they've become a lot more aggressive. So, uh, which which I hadn't seen before. I knew Iridium was always there, and they. They had a certain sector of the market, but they're um, with their new service, they're really pushing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they don't want just the commercial market; they they want to go into yeah. into yachting as well. But you know, it becomes well, they're it, everything. It, it I mean, they're even into people hiking. You know, Iridium have solutions for uh, a satellite, you know, data connection in your pocket, you know, to super yachts to commercial. Yeah, exactly, and and you, you know, I I've had some good chats recently with some antenna manufacturers, and I've even been told of uh, of backpack flyaway antennas, which are pieced together like petals on a flower, hmm. uh, and you know, in a relatively short amount of time, maybe 10, 15 minute assembly time, uh, and it's been designed for the military. So imagine a backpack with an antenna inside it, yep. 
you, you, you take the pieces out, you put them together, it's electronic, it auto tracks. Um, and then you've got you've got your satcoms in remote areas around the world, and you've even got yacht owners doing expeditions in, you know, remote rural areas, for example. That you know, I think, I think the Achilles heel is well, the Achilles heel. I think they're only a two-axis antenna, so if you're actually beneath the satellite, you can't use them. If you're beneath the satellite, <clears throat> yeah. If you're right under the satellite, there's a couple of zones where you're you'd be underneath, literally directly underneath the satellite and mm-hmm. because there are two axis antenna they can't actually acquire the satellite above them so i believe yeah i mean it really depends on the the footprint of the satellite as well you know because mm. every satellite has a different beam pattern uh, across the globe and this beam can be shaped using you know different 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 designs of antenna or no, create was, a different uh, i was reading um uh, thing only yesterday uh, about one of the iridium, the, the, the one you're talking about, the iridium um, mobile antennas. And, oh, okay. And they were saying that, and they showed you a map, and they were saying that there's there's these, two, and they're not huge regions. I mean, they're very small spot regions, but there's these couple of regions around the globe where, because they're two axis antennas, they can't actually lit, point straight up. There's always an angle involved, and ah, so they can't acquire okay. the satellite. But, okay, um, so so it's the it's the limitations of the antenna, is it? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, sorry, I did. Oh, and you, and yeah, you're talking about iridium, so that's going to be low Earth orbit satellites yeah. as so, well. So, um, so iridium are working hard. That piece is maintained in these areas, and the military doesn't have to use them. But they're mm. not ready. But just yeah. that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, on no, that, on that badly timed joke, <laughs> why don't we uh, head to some music? When we come back, let's talk about KA and also um, have a, uh, a few words about flat panel. Welcome back. That's you well, are listening to the Geek Show, brought to you, you by Marcus the Show and Dave, and Dave talking we'll about in a moment. Well, geeky things, really. The show is sponsored by Access Marine, I should say. And uh, before the break, we were talking about antennas which uh, if you work on boats, it is crucial whether you're a crew, chef, engineer, captain, everybody needs internet on the boats. In fact, I believe it's been deemed a human right to have internet by the UN or somebody. So I Yeah, believe. I mean, it's becoming, it's becoming a huge part of crew welfare now. And, mm. you know, the better, the better the internet connection on board, the, the more inviting it is to... To, to gain employees, you know? With the happy, the happy the crew. Um, KU we t- talked about, which is the traditional antenna that most people on boats will be familiar with uh, because that's what's been around for 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, about five years ago-ish, KA started coming out. Would it be about five years now? I would probably say a little bit longer ago, maybe. Maybe? Uh, I, I probably, probably into full force, about, probably about five years. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I think in Marseille were definitely one of the first. Yeah, but, uh, but I think there were some random there were some random companies out there doing single satellite spot beams in yeah. KA. But the uh, full the first the full global network is definitely in Marseille's uh, network. And and this um, and and yeah, it's um, it seems to be it seems to be doing pretty well. It seems to be offering some good bandwidth. Um, maybe the prices uh, maybe the prices are not quite what they were uh, supposed to be. Uh, so I, I don't know too much about the pricing of in Marsat, in all honesty, but I've been told that it, it was a little bit different to, to what people uh, had 
had thought of originally. I but, think, um, but, but the but the nice thing about the Immersat one, uh, which I learned of Pippa Nicholson, I always get her name wrong. Nichols, it's not Nichols, it's Nicholson, uh, from YPI, was um, that their service is, they've got a fallback onto fleet broadband. Yes. So if for some reason you can't get a KA signal, it falls back on fleet broadband, but not at the pricing that fleet broadband was uh, notorious for having. It's, it's basically a f um, part of the package. Uh, but the KA, the KA, the difference between KAU and KA, if I'm not mistaken, is in KU you have a much broader beam that covers a fleet in a region, say the Med or whatever. With KA, uh, you have very focused, high bandwidth uh, beams. And if you can picture the Mediterranean, these beams are like this, just dotted all over the place. It's like a crazy polka dot thing. Um, and because of these concentrated beams, you you can get much, much higher bandwidth. And we're talking in terms of 30 to 50 meg, uh, whatever your contract, but you can you know, easily achieve that. Where with KU, 5, 10, depending on your antenna, depending where you are. Uh, am I correct in, the, in, in that kind of not generalization? Kind of, but there, it's not that it's not available in KU. It is available. Um, it's just that not every satellite will will offer high amounts of bandwidth. Not every um, VSAT provider will be able to offer that kind of bandwidth. Hmm. You know, so. But also, the antennas had a limitation is, it is, it is as well. It is available. It exactly, it is. It is available. It is available. If you want to pay the money, it's available. You know, what what does limit things, like you just said, Dave, is the antenna. So. For example, we just had a client recently who was asking about uh, an upload speed of, of 15, 16 megabits per second. Now, he has a 1.5 meter dish and he has a 16 watt buck. Not available. So I think the maximum you can upload uh, on that antenna and that transmitter is about 5 or 6 megabits per second. But if you were to upgrade your transmitter from, let's say, a 16 watt buck to, let's say, a 75 watt buck, that's a big, big, massive upgrade. Mm -hmm. Uh, then you can start achieving speeds of 15, 16 megabits per second upload. But obviously, it's a lower frequency band, KU, K under, Kurtz under. It's a lower frequency band. Um, so it's, it needs it needs larger antennas to to achieve these speeds, whilst KA uses a higher frequency band, requires smaller antennas mm -hmm. to do the same to do the same job. What about flat panels? What flat panels, new mm -hmm. technology, a uh, couple of big players out there. Um, is this from what uh, I've been told, climata, climidia, no, not climidia, Chimetra is one of Chimetra, Chimetra. I've been working with E3 I've, for many years. From what I've been told, uh, they're not they're not making the wave that they were, you know, yeah. the splash that they that they. Well, I think I, I think that's what it was. I think it, it's been a, a bit of a splash. Um, I know they've they've uh, trialed it on the Maltese Falcon. Also on the White Rose of Drax, and they've uh, trialed it there. Well, and successfully, I know um, uh, Andrew Schofield is uh, the captain of the White Rose. I believe they've taken off the domes and kept with the flat panel. But as you say, it's, it hasn't had the market impact that I thought it would. Yeah, now, maybe, maybe it's because they were too early into it. You know, sometimes it's, it's a great idea, but if you come into the market too early, others kind of learn what you've learned and they, they can take up. I don't know, but... What do you think? Here's, here's, here's the thing, Dave. These these flat panel antennas uh, work great on land, yeah. 
they work great on tops of cars, on tops of trains, where they where they don't need to stabilize. You know, they don't move around like a boat moves around. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they move yeah, in a single plane, as it were. It's you, you know, pretty they move, much flat. They move in a single exactly. They move in a single plane. Therefore, the view to the satellite was always going to be optimal. When they're installed on boats, you know the boats moving around. It's const- you know each panel is constantly going in and out of blockage. Yeah. And as even as, when as it looks even when uh, it looks stable on on the the clearest day on the on the most uh, pristine flat water, there's still motion. Mm-hmm. There's still there's still some motion exactly, and it's and it's this uh, unpredictable motion which is making it very hard for them to. And it's three-dimensional, you know, it's, it's rocking and rolling around the, the water, so... Exactly, it's pitching, it's rolling, it's yawing. Pitching and rolling. Yawing, uh, pitching and rolling, I wish yeah. I'd used those words. Uh, it's rocking, it's rock, rock and rolling. And, um, and I, I, from what I've been told, now I'm, I've never played around with one of these antennas, but from what I've been told, they, they're kind of, they've got some way to go, I think, before they, mm. uh, before they work through these, these little bugs that they have about cons- uh, consistently tracking the signal to its optimum signal levels, you know. Uh, on top of that, because of the blockage uh, that each boat will have, you need more than one of these installed mm. on the boat, you know, and, and they're going to have to be angled as well because as, as the boat minim- moves around... I think you need a minimum of four to get around the mast. Exactly. So if you've got four of these things at high cost... Yeah, they're not and they're, cheap. And they're not, op- and they're not operating 100% at the moment, it kind of doesn't really make too much sense to go down that road, not until the technology has been improved. Mm. Uh, and I, I think they'll get there in the end, but uh, I definitely think it's early in the day at the moment. And they do have competitors uh, out there who are going to be, you know, who are working on solutions. They're taking a bit more time over their solutions. It might be difficult for Kaimeta. Uh, and are they KU or KA? Do you know? I, I think, don't know. I think they're uh, KU. I think, they're, I think they do both. I think they do. I think do they you? do both. I have no, actually, I have I no think idea. So. Yeah, no. And honestly, like I said, I don't, I've never really dealt with one of these. So it's just. It's just from hearsay, but um, I'd be surprised if they if they didn't make the, the frequency range for both. We shall find out, and we shall report on that on one of our next shows. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's time for a little bit of music. Uh, you're listening to The Geek Show, brought to you by Access Marine. Marcus and myself, Dave, are talking. Time for a bit of music, and we'll be back in a moment. Please stick with us. From Palma de Mallorca to the global superyacht community, Super Yacht Radio. Welcome back to The Geek Show, brought to you by Access Marine. It is Marcus and Dave talking geek stuff. Marcus, we were talking about antennas, KUKO, but let's talk about low-Earth orbit satellites. Low-Earth orbit satellites. Am I putting you on the spot? Am I putting you on the spot there? No, no, not at all. In fact, it's a, it's a topic of interest for me because it's, a, it's something that's already in play at the moment. There are already LEO satellites, low-Earth orbit satellites, currently whizzing around the Earth at the moment. Uh, it's just that they're not being used for uh, high-speed internet access. I mean, you, you have the likes of Iridium, who, uh, who I think offer some kind of speed on, the, on internet access and, and voice calls. Um, but it's nothing, nothing that's going to, you know, dominate the market or anything like this. More uses a backup, kind of like a fleet broadband. But uh, it's all about change. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be different. Uh, probably over the next two years, I think you're going to start seeing the big, big companies uh, putting up these LEO satellites. I would say give it another two or three years for everything to, to be tested thoroughly and uh, all the bugs to be fixed. Uh, before before it's you know set for world domination, 
but it will it will be exactly that. What's that? What's there? Once they're all up in the sky. What What is that? What does that mean to me? Uh, I'm a captain. It, I'm on a boat. I've got a KU system. There's now LEOs in the sky. How, how does that change my day? Basically, it means you're going to need different equipment. Why would I want to change to LEO? What does it offer me that my existing KU doesn't do? Mm, so, so much, Dave. So much. So for a start, these you say that with passion. Much, <laughs> yeah. These, these satellites are, are going to be so much faster. They're going to offer so much more. Uh, Actually, some, you say it in a kind of dirty way. It's like, oh, so much, so much. These are going to so do, yeah. do so much more for you. You'd be a good sales guy. Mm. I'm already yeah, I want it. Already I want it. I don't even know what it is. Tell me, what is it? And, and, and great lover in bed as well. Well, that's, you so much. that's for another show. Probably <laughs> probably about two in the morning when all the kids are in bed. <laughs> Make that yeah. three. Make it three in the morning. Um, so, yeah, what is Elio? So, so, from a, so from a captain's perspective or from anyone who's thinking about switching over to Elio, um, what does it give you? It basically gives you much faster internet access. Uh, it gives you. Is that because it's got very, uh, less very low latency? I was going to say, is it low latency because of lower orbit? Well, that's going to give you the the illusion of having fast internet access. If you're web browsing, you don't have to wait for that half second delay. So yeah, that that plays a big role into it, the latency, but not so much from a speed point of view, um, from a interactive point of view. So for example, if you're making voice calls, um, making a voice call over a VSAT VoIP is can be a can be a bit of a, a nightmare, you know, because you've got to wait for the half a second delay. The person responds, then you respond, and sometimes you clash over each other because you don't know, take into effect the delay. Mm. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it can affect. No, no, you know, I, video I'm, I'm old enough to remember. Call. I'm old enough to remember those half duplex calls that we would get as when I was a kid, and mm -hmm. you would there'd be this long delay, and then you'd say something and realize that their voice has just arrived. And then you'd be talking over it, and it was horrendous. I haven't had that yeah. in a long time, but um, it was it was horrible when that would happen. Because then you'd say something and realize that, that, they that, said that, something that, that's else. All gonna... A bit like we're having now, actually. <laughs> a bit like what's happening there, yeah. Yeah, and then you don't want to be rude, so like, oh, sorry about that. And then they've said yeah. sorry about that at the same time, and then all, all of a sudden you're both saying, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> You've probably wasted like a minute just saying sorry. Yeah. So, um so yeah, it, it's an, it can be a bit of a nightmare. Um, so with low latency, with low latency satellites, that that gets rid of that problem. Uh, video conferencing becomes better. Anything interactive becomes better. You might even start seeing things like gaming, uh, online gaming through through satellites. Well, I suppose uh, IPTV, which has been um, you know big uptake in the market for things like IPTV, where latency would really be very visually obvious. Um, mm -hmm. And it, I presume it would help with that kind of thing. Yeah, it would help. It help with with all with all video applications for sure. But uh, on top of that, they have these satellites that are getting put up there. I have they will have very very high throughput, so much much faster speeds, um, and and obviously the low latency, uh, probably much cheaper data packages as well. So because these these satellites put up in space, they're, they're cheap, you know, they don't need to go out into the geostationary orbit, they're going to be small, they're going to be easy to manufacture, relatively, in um, comparing to, to a geostationary satellite, therefore, and obviously there's going to be tough competition, so these big massive companies out there, Google, Samsung, I think I heard about Facebook, uh, 
getting involved, SpaceX, they're all going to be competing with each other. And what happens with competition? The prices go down. Mm-hmm. So faster, cheaper, lower latency, much better for, for conferencing. Basically, it's win-win all, all around, so I think. Do you see this kicking KA out of the game? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least from the geostationary point of view. I think they'll they'll still be they'll still be operating. Yeah, but, but I don't think I'm a, ca- I'm, a, as- I'm a captain on a boat. In in a few years' time, I'm going to have a sales guy or three sales guys in front of me on the bridge. One of them saying, "Hey, there's KU. You should buy into this." There's another guy saying, "KA, this is the way of the future because it's a the." And then you got the guy f- uh, with LEO going, <laughs> "Okay, guys." But look at what you can get with LEO. Um, who's going to win that conversation? The LEO guy, because the KU and KA guys don't even know what it means. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they go like LEO Lego. Is it Lego? I don't think he said Lego. It's LEO. There's no G. There's no G. Um, <laughs> K KA and KU Kuka. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. FK FKU, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, I think it's uh, just the things I mentioned already. Low latency, fast speeds, um, cheaper terminals. Even these KA, KA, KU band antennas, they're not cheap. You know, they, Hell no, they're, they're not. 30, 40, 50 grand, you yeah, know. Plus. Um, and that's just for one. Plus, that's for just for one system. You yeah. have the 2.4 meter antennas, you're going up to 100 grand. They're expensive. And if, you, the if, you, orbit if, satellites, if you've got a big yeah, mast... Then you might need two of them, twin domes, because um, exactly. both boats are getting bigger. Exactly. So obviously, from a power point of view, with the satellites being so much closer to Earth, they don't have to transmit as much power to to reach to reach throughout the footprint. And your it buck, much, much your lower. buck that uploads doesn't presumably doesn't need to be so powerful to upload. Yeah, exactly, Dave. Um, it doesn't need to be powerful, and your dish can be smaller. Imagine that your dish. Is basically an amplifier. You see, it's so not the larger the dish, not all about size. The bigger it? the amplification. It's not not with LEOs, no. no. So size Small, size isn't important. Smaller is better. Smaller is better. Yes, that's what I tell my missus every day. This is good news. <laughs> I'll be back in a moment. I've got to make a quick phone call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, have I sold it to you? Have I sold you LEO, Dave? Well, I think you have. You know, I think from the perspective that if if they're in a lower orbit, inherently you're going to have less latency. And I think the way technology is going, you know, in the old days, latency you could tolerate. You know, if the web page took half a second longer to download to my thing, I probably wouldn't even notice it. I mean, I started off. You you wouldn't know this this era, but I started off back at 56k modems. Where they had that handshake like a fax machine, you could you could seriously make a cup of coffee while you were waiting for your web page to to load up if the developer had just been rude enough not to minimize his images and things. You know, it. Th- th- I remember those days, but these days uh, latency really really matters, uh, especially because so many people stream things. We don't read stuff. In my day, we used to read text. We used to read words. There was words on the web page, and we would read them. These days, it's not. It's about images. It's about video. If you're downloading that and your latency is is long, then mm-hmm. that's torturous. 
And I've, I'm a tolerant person, but you look at the ultra-high net worth individual, they're very intolerant. You know, the super yachts are offering a seven-star service. You know, hell, we filled your toilet paper, for God's sakes, so that every time you go to the bathroom, you've got a little pelican folded piece of toilet paper. I mean, that's the, you know, the, you know the level on these boats. Um, yeah, for sure. And so you get on this 20, 30, 40, 50, whatever, 100 million yacht, and you're getting that level of service, and then you go to YouTube, or you go to do your Instagram, or you go to do uh, your whatever, and you've you got latency issues. The first thing people do when they're getting on a super yacht, I've seen them. I've seen them getting out of the cars. And, and, and Access Marine, they, they recognize this because they've got that device, the, uh, you know, the little pocket device you can bring to the airport, meet the guest with. There you go. You got yeah, internet. Yeah, the, the Access Go devices, yeah. That's the guy, yeah. They recognize yeah. the importance, uh, the cruciality of internet for a guest's enjoyment. And I've seen people arrive at a boat when I've been working on it because the captain phoned me two hours before the, the guests arrived to say, our internet doesn't work. And I've seen him greet people in a car and say, and, and the owner getting out, looking at his phone, going to the captain going, well, what's going on here? Because he's hooked into the internet from the uh-huh. dock and he can't get a web page. I mean, he's actually testing the damn thing. You, wouldn't, you would think... You're about to get onto this huge yacht, this this fantastic yacht, this wonderful. The first thing you're doing is checking the internet. People do that; they check the internet. This first thing, and mm-hmm. you know, um, non non-working internet. Forget it. This guy actually got back into the car, and they went to I think the Carlton in Cannes um, mm-hmm. until the captain called me when the internet's working. So yeah, less latency uh, for the captain. That's, yeah. that's yeah, it's crazy, eh? It's huge difference. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, and I actually, it's un- I, unbelievable. I, I remember working the first boat I worked on, a most wonderful couple. Of course, I can't say the name, but an absolutely lovely couple. And I remember the owner. He, when we got to a level of knowing each other, which we did, um, I remember him call, he called me down to his cabin and he was complaining about videos pausing and the adult videos pausing and i remember it bringing uh-huh. me down to his cabin and he's like look i gotta show you this internet is not working j- j- just let me show you and his wife is in the bedroom and she turns around and goes, oh no 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 um let's call him bobby it's not his name but no 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 bobby you, you can't dave dave cannot be look it's not working i want to show you because i'm trying to watch videos here and he loads up uh-huh. this japanese porn and it really was very 70s as well. And his wife's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing it. What name did I give him? Bob? Did I call him Bob? Let's call Bobby, him Bob. Bobby. Bobby. That'll do me. No, Bobby, you, you can't. You can't do this. I'm paying the guy, aren't I? I'm paying the guy. He's our IT guy. He can fix this problem, man. Look at this. Look at this. And he streams this, this, this 70s porn thing. And, and right enough, at a certain point, it starts to buffer. So I had to explain to him that if it buffers at the same place every time, I think it's a fault with the video or the video server and not a fault mm-hmm. on the boat. Uh, mm-hmm. If it was different places, then maybe. But uh, yeah, and that, that was etched into my mind, etched into my mind. So 
Bobby, if you're what, listening, what type of, was it? Was it Japanese? Was it Japanese I, manga porn? Yeah, I I don't know the genres, but it was definitely seventies. <laughs> from the hair from the hairstyles, I could tell it was seventies, and I think you uh, know what I mean by the hairstyles. And yeah, <laughs> it was it, it was most most Japanese. Uh, but my point is that latency matters. Latency does matter. It, yes, it's crucial. And as a captain, if if I'm looking at a solution that can give me high bandwidth, low latency. It's not just a band of bad bandwidth because the KA will give you the bandwidth, but the satellites are higher. So the latency, the time it takes for that information to go from your computer up to that and from that down to your computer, because they're higher, logically, it takes longer. Where the lower, yeah. uh, low Earth orbits, it's closer to you. So that information, which travels at the same speed, gets to you quicker and the information from it gets to you quicker so you've got lower latency so that means in real terms less buffering and a more fluid internet connected connection experience if i'm not yeah, mistaken a much, a, a much smoother internet experience exactly. that's it I mean, and bobby think, if you're yeah. listening bobby if you're listening you got to check out lower earth orbits yeah bobby Go, go LEO is the way, is the way forward. Mr. B. Let's call him Mr. B. <laughs> um, yeah, and when, when, it comes to the, uh, when it comes to how far away these satellites are, you know, um, geostationary is 35,000 kilometers in space. Your computer types in Google, goes through your network, goes through the VSAT modem, goes through the antenna, goes 35,000 kilometers into space, rebounds off the satellite 35,000 kilometers back to, uh, to the NOC, Goes through the internet servers of the NOC. And the NOC could be anywhere. Five thousand. The, the satellite. The NOC can be anywhere. Yeah, could be anywhere in the world. Yeah, exactly. And then thirty-five thousand kilometers back from the satellite, back to your boat. That's seventy. Did you get the bit from? Way. Did you get the bit of the NOC to my web server? So wherever I'm hosting my web page that you want to look at, there's a time there yeah. as well. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not it's not going to be a super high time in comparison to, yeah. to well, you add it all up. The satellites. You add it all but up. But you add it you add it all up. Maybe it's a hundred milliseconds delay just in in stuff on the ground, you know. Mm. But if you but it, when you actually work out the calculations, it's one hundred and fifty thousand kilometers that signal's going before it gets back to your old computer. If the speed of light is three hundred thousand well, kilometers K per second, on that's a half a second. On a KU, the the average. Is about 750 milliseconds or something for traffic. Where compared that to Earth, uh -huh. where I am now, you're probably talking about 40 milliseconds. Yeah. Uh, on on what? Sorry, 40 milliseconds for what? If if, if I ping if I ping a server uh, yeah. from my home on my uh -huh. my optical fiber internet service, the ping back time is about 40 milliseconds. If I do yeah, that, exactly. if I do that on a yacht. I'm looking possibly at about 750 milliseconds on a KU service. Yeah, sometimes less. Maybe, so, maybe so yeah, sometimes not. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not being specific, but I'm just trying to yeah. d trying to say, you know, that's the difference in speed. You know, because you know we talk about 45,000 miles, but in in actual speed, the difference from me being at home, um, I can send and receive information to the internet in 40 milliseconds. If I do the exact same thing. Just across the road in a boat in the marina going through VSAT on a KU, because that's the one I tested it on, mm -hmm. that could mm -hmm. take roughly mm -hmm. six, seven hundred and fifty milliseconds. So correct, yeah. The the proportionately 
it's a shitload more. Yeah, it's a shitload more, exactly. And if you're um, if you're watching the seventies uh, Japanese movies, that makes a difference. <laughs> it, it makes it makes a big difference. And actually, you have a thing called Jitter. You know, Jitter. Ah, yes. Yeah, and if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Jitter is is a is a variation of latency. Yeah, is that correct? It, I would have to Google that. I know the term. Yeah. Um, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, I haven't seen the word flying around recently, so I can't remember exactly. But no. I'm pretty sure it's a variation in latency, you know, and that causes you know high jitter applications, um, using trying to function with with applications with high jitter can be can be troublesome. It can ruin the internet experience. So again, uh, reinforcing how important latency is, especially if you're watching Japanese '70s uh, movies. Especially if you're watching Japanese porn from the 70s, yes. Did I say porn? I just said <laughs> cultural this, movies, this, cultural. This wasn't Bobby, was it? You made Bobby up. This was you, wasn't it, Dave? I think we need to go to some music soon. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was definitely Bobby. I'm reaching out to you, Bobby. You can phone in. I, I think that brings us pretty much to the end of uh, this week's Geek Show. <laughs> Let's see how I cut that out. Okay. But yes, uh, just to answer your question, that jitter or network jitter is actually a variance in time delay in milliseconds between data packets over a network. It is the disruption mm -hmm. in the normal sequence of sending data packets. And uh, mm -hmm. if you want to know the technical term for jitter is packet delay variance, PDV. Yeah, so it is. It's, it's, it's variation yeah. in latency. It all came rolling yeah. back to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay then. <laughs> Marcus, as always, it is a pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to uh, I look forward to our next show, our next chat. On that merry note, uh, this ear, this is the geeks signing out. Mic drop. Actually, no, that was a splurt. That was a mic spurt. I did, I can, mm, that's mic, a mic dropping. Mic drop. There you go, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, take care. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Thank Have you for, week. and you too, my friend. Thank you for joining us here on The Geek Show, sponsored by Access Marine. We will be back with you this time next month.